It is Wednesday night. It's November 8th, 2023. So you know what that means. A brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. For the first time in three weeks, we have the band back together. The three-man band. And I'm not talking about Slater. I'm not talking about Mahal. I'm not talking about McIntyre. I'm talking about Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman, and all of a sudden Paul's camera. Paul, you, you, you jinxed us there, Tanner. Gone. <laughs> Paul's gone. I was already on the roll. I, I couldn't couldn't cut back from the intro, but now Paul is having some technical difficulties, and it looks like we got him here again. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There we go. There we go. So now, now the three-man band is back. <laughs> you hit play on the video, and it went black, and then all of a sudden it goes, hey, you couldn't play this. Majin, you're talking about three count. <laughs> yes. Three MB, baby. Three MB. Hey, they could be reuniting in the future. It's possible. He's a free agent. <laughs> Next. Yeah. Next. Next. That's Next. all I have for that. Next. But uh, before it forgets, uh, if you're a fan of our quizzes, we just finished a really fun quiz that'll be up on our YouTube channel tomorrow. It's the NWA World Heavyweight Champions. So, mm-hmm. really good list that Chef came up with this week, and I failed miserably, but it's all good. You and me both. I'm beating my. I'm. I'm still beating myself up over uh, now two names. Yeah, that'll happen. Better luck next week. Look at the screen, not at a board. That that's my <laughs> advice. I was giving hints to you, Paul. A big hint. Uh, Majin, yeah. it goes through 2022. So, yeah, so EC3 yes. was not involved in this uh, quiz. And the reason Shep did it is because of the news that NWA has been in this week, you know, <laughs> blow, blowing their deal with the CW due blowing to some blow, literally. So. <laughs> you know, here's the deal. What an idiot. Okay, let's just look at the dollars and cents. Uh NXT reportedly got $35 to $38 million. Okay. Five-year contract. Yep. Okay. I don't believe the NWA was in line for that, but I, I would have to guess it was somewhere between five to ten million. Yeah, still probably eight figures, which is huge for them. Oh, yeah. So yeah. really huge for them, huge for that platform that has lived on YouTube. And and their one little bit just you know, down the drain. And, and, and it's it's kind of sad because, well, let me rephrase this. It can be sad because I think there's some people in the NWA that is true, truly passionate about this profession and true. really trying to make this work. Yeah. And then you have an incident like that and it just shit it all down the drain. It's just what went through their mind. I know it's pay-per-view, so they're thinking, oh, we can get away with some stuff that we can't. I mean, you got this deal on the table. Why even try anything like that? And it's 2023. This is not 1998 anymore. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I, it's not 1988 I in Miami. That's true, too. <laughs> yeah, as Maja said, it would have been huge for the NWA, but we all know their ownership of dumbasses. Oh, Billy boy. Yeah, well, you know. Obviously, he's not a... Uh, Smashing Pumpkins, man. And they're going back on tour 
next year with Green Day and Rancid. So maybe that'll be good for NWA. Get Billy away for a little bit, back on tour. So, oh, that's your that's your that's your type of music. Yes, basically. yes, it is. So I'm I'm working on getting some tickets actually. So <laughs> I will build, I will boo Billy the whole time though. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a big Rancid fan, so you guys would have to fill me. I'm in more just I'm more just Green Day. So I don't like Green Day's good. Too. Green Day's good. Can we can we get some rancid on WROI tomorrow, Paul? Uh, only if you're gonna hire me after I play it, because <laughs> I will need a new job. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So, Shep, do you have a wrestling shirt on tonight? The third oh, guy. Oh, that is beautiful. Who's nice. the third guy? That's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. I broke this one out tonight. I'm wearing my. Uh, Buck shirt. Well, since I noticed the last couple of weeks you've been putting New World Order underneath my name uh, because of my chili cookoff team, <laughs> I, I would break out. I, I might have thrown that out there uh, like the week after the chili cookoff. Yes, and then it just never got changed. And and not that this is a, has anything to do with professional wrestling, but I'm pretty sure the our team name uh, in the chili cookoff. Which was uh, uh, three buddies that had no sponsor affiliation with a local business, and we came up with that just because two of us are wrestling fans, and the third guy despises wrestling. Our team name was was New World Order without him knowing, and you would be shocked at how many people came up and said, "What does this team name mean? Is this anti-government?" It, it was. We got a bunch of really, really weird questions, and I'm pretty sure it cost us some votes. Oh, I'm sure it did. Um, because uh, we won last year with this chili, and this year we got tied for second, but whatever. Uh, it was rocking this T-shirt uh, during the chili cook-off. So. Maj is rocking his new Adam Copeland shirt by the looks of it. They said it got over the weekend. That's a good one. He's got two good nice. ones on the, on the store, so – um, but Paul, I think you got a question for Shep before we dive into dynamite. Yeah, hey Shep, what are we drinking? This is the biggest fail I've ever had. <laughs> I was so pumped for tonight. So Tanner uh, texted us. I don't know, two three o'clock this afternoon. We hit the top thirty of wrestling slash MMA podcast. If I can read it. Yeah, the charts for Apple Podcasts. So, okay. Yep. Uh, on on the Apple side, so it mixes MMA and wrestling, Correct. professional wrestling together, Correct. and we had cracked the top thirty. We were twenty seventh in the lovely country of Spain. I think it's the first time we've ever charted in Spain too. So we were beating. It said new next to it. Yep. Yes, we were beating Jim Cornette the drive through. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Jeff which, Jarrett, baby. And Jeff Jarrett, which. If you guys like us better than them, then by God, Thank you. we're doing something right. Yeah. So anyways, first thing I did is I take to El Google and I <laughs> type in the national cocktail of Spain and it comes up sangria. Oh, I love sangria. Fruity wine. Mm -hmm. Fruity wine, right? Yep. So I go to the liquor store after work. The only way you could buy sangria at our liquor store is a gallon jug. I thought I could at least buy a bottle. You would think, but, but 
I did not pull the trigger on a gallon jug of sangria because I feel like it's going to be sweet fruit wine that to give you a gut rot. Yeah. So I all my my intentions were great. It just was an absolute fail. So tonight, I mean, you guys know, just back to the normal. Um, had a late start tonight with work and all that stuff. So I could not uh, land some local sangria, but that was going to be the intention. Appreciate the effort. Appreciate the, effort. maybe next week, maybe you can uh, spend the week driving to different liquor stores and find something a little smaller. And maybe we'll chart somewhere else next week. Well, we, you know, we also chart in Ireland too. Well, I, I thought about Ireland. And so Could guys in Ireland, if you're, if you're li- listening in my twenties and early thirties, I was a master of the Irish car bomb and I would love, I haven't done one in probably, well, since I got responsible, got married, Uh, (laughs) but I could bring it back. So Ireland vintage is in vintage is in. Yeah. If you want me to bring back the Irish car bomb, (laughs) Shep is ready to rock some Irish car bombs. Uh, Ma just said that uh, you're drinking Marty McSorley's bathwater. (laughs) <laughs> you guys drink that damn molson up there you might as well freaking rub trailer hitches with that shit all right chef if you bring back the irish car bomb i'll come do one with you oh there you go i love irish car bomb. i freaking <laughs> love them i still to this day have the record of irish car bombs on a tab at our local local watering hole, the dam landing. That's I'm not gonna tell how many, but I do have the record. I didn't drink them all myself. Yeah, I had some help, but I had plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost as mild as uh, uh, as you guys guessed on the NWA championship. <laughs> not quite, but close. More I than what we guessed, or less than what we guessed? Just just a little bit under. Just a little okay. Bit under. Yeah, I used to, I used to, I don't know, I, I was a little wild back in that day. It's all good. It's all good. I think we all were. Well, maybe not Tanner. I don't know. He's been podcasting since he was like three. So, you know, <laughs> only seven years. Come on now. Okay. So uh, since you were 17. Funny. <laughs> Let's talk some dynamite, Paul. Let's do it. <laughs> you got the read, right? No, I told you. Uh, you're a slacker. Oh, I thought you slacker, said slacker. Pretty sure Paul I said I'll let Tanner's going to do uh, the next two weeks. Yeah, I thought that's that, hard, that right? was me. Uh, was it? Oh, I thought. Well, I meant to say you do it, and then I'll do it the next two. But yeah, give me a second; I'll pull it up. Oh, I can die. I can take it. I don't care. Da, 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 da. I'll let you do it this week. I'll take the next two. All right. I got it here. I got it here. Slacker. Let's roll. Let's roll. All right. <laughs> well, we opened Dynamite tonight and we saw uh, backstage. Uh, MJF was speaking with Tony Schiavone. He was reflecting on last, last week's defeat to uh, Jay White. And then he gets a phone call. Adam Cole's on the on the phone. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
FaceTime, but he didn't say FaceTime. I don't know what he said. Video call, whatever. And all of a sudden, Cole pops up on the TV. What technology that is. Um, so, and then Cole's telling him, you got to take Smojo up on the offer to be a tag team partner, a full gear against the guns. And he's saying, nope, I'm going to take him on myself after I handled Daniel Garcia. Garcia then appears. MJF reveals he accepted the match tonight because he sees himself in Garcia. He wants to know if he will get the sports entertainer or the professional wrestler, which Garcia says tonight you're getting a professional wrestler, which got a pop from the crowd. And then we see Roderick Strong and the kingdom show up. And Roderick's trying to offer some tips as he is a wrestling legend. He says in his own words, MJF agrees he is a legend, but he's turned into a joke. Roderick then says it's time for him to remind everybody who the hell he is. The best part about this opening segment was as MJF is talking to Dark Garcia and he says, I want the professional wrestler, not the entertainer. And he, and he does the daddy magic. And he off. Off. Oh, freaking money. Freaking money. Oh, I was dying when he did that. Yes. Yeah, just a little subtle middle finger. Uh, man, he is. Yeah, he is money. And, and I like what we saw of Garcia tonight. Um, too, and that was the opener night for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. MJF, Daniel Garcia, fun little back and forth match. A lot of limb work in this match, which I can appreciate. Uh, even saw a spot where Garcia couldn't use his, I believe it was right arm, so he had to set um, MJF up for a. Um, oh, I don't even know what it was at the time. It was uh, some kind of a drop with only one arm. Uh, but in the end, as Majin said on Twitter, what her Garcia was his lack of experience as he um, which was trying to lock in the, the dragon ta- dragon tamer. But MGF countered and just salt the salt of the earth for Garcia to tap out. So, um, no, good overall match. I was kind of I mean, with the story, I understand why they had Garcia tap out. I kind of wish he would just ate a pin instead. But yeah, the story fit the match. It did. It did. It was a good match. It was. It was a good match, and I thought they gave it the appropriate amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. The show. You don't want it to go too long. And then um, post match, MJF tried to shake Garcia's hand, but uh, Daddy Magic and uh, and Parker pulled Garcia away twice. So I'm ready for the split, boys. I'm ready for that split. I'm ready for Garcia to go on his own. It's coming. I'm ready for Garcia to come out in the trunks, the shooter boots, the knee-high mm-hmm. socks with no pads, the professional wrestler attire uh, compared to what he had on tonight. It was a pile driver. Thank you, Majin. I could not think of the, the slam off the top of my head since it wasn't in the notes. Um, yeah, I'm ready for a uh, um, yeah, big run from Garcia. A, uh, what, what am I thinking of? A PWG type run? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, we saw Sting and Darby Allen versus the Outrunners. We love ourselves some Outrunners here on KOP. Outrunners. Turbo Floyd, Turbo Floyd Truth Magnum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this was a pretty quick match. Darby and Sting won, of course. Uh, got the win with the Scorpion Death, death Lock. Uh, so two for two and guys submitting to start the night. Um, and nothing after the match. I thought we might see Christian and Luchasaurus, Nick Wayne show up, but nothing. Just saw Sting run around the ring on the outside, high-fiving people. Yeah. 
Lodgen said, I'm ready for Garcia to come out like the son of Dean Malenko, Malenko and Lance Storm. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We then see Tony Giovanni again backstage interviewing both Tony Storm and Akira Shida. Um, I laughed that Giovanni explained to everybody this was in black and white. You don't have to reset your televisions. Uh, to which commentary afterwards, I don't know if it was Taz. I think it was Taz said, how can you tell if you're in black and white? <laughs> but he's interviewing both ladies. Uh, Tony confirms she has requested a title shot of full gear. She'd asked what happened to her. And as she's just focusing on s- silly acting, Tony blames Sheeta for uh, it was supposed to be her at Wembley Stadium going in as a title holder. And then she wanted to be the first three-time women's champion, but Sheeta happened again. So she became the history. She just says that will happen. Full gear is what's always happened. She'll retain it. The contract for the match officially gets signed as Tony attempts to use her shoe, but she didn't knock it out of her hand. Yeah, good little segment to help continue the storyline without them having to get physical. Yep, and you had Lutha. Lutha there. I like the new Tony Storm. I think it's great. Can we get rid of Lutha? No, we can't because he's Chris Jericho's buddy. Well, and Shep last week said this is the best gimmick he's had. This is the best gimmick he's had, yeah. Hands down. It's his only shot. So I guess roll with it. He's probably under contract for another year or two, so you might as well get something out of him. Yeah, I think he he might even be a producer or a coach backstage. I'm not sure. I hope he's not a coach. (laughs) Come on. Majin says Tony Storm <laughs> sending the foot fetishist into cardiac arrest, showing her feet in those fish nets on free TV like that. <laughs> You're not kidding. I'm sure a lot of people out there were enjoying that. So, mm-hmm. Up next, uh, I think this was my favorite match of the night Swerve Strickland versus Penta El Zero Mido. Uh, this was fun. This is my type of wrestling here. Of course, um, Prince Nana came out with uh, Swerve, and the whole crowd was swerving as they drive uh it was revealed that adam hangman page is bar banned from ringside for the match so immediately swerve goes for pinta's mask takes early control of the match sends pinta into the turnbuckle focuses on the hand of pinta two men end up exchanging chops uh swerve brings pinta back to the mat only to uh rip at his tongue i've never seen that done before yeah that was was interesting that was that was kind of yeah, interesting is a good way to put it. Um, uh, this match went back and forth for a while. Some uh, some more chops, you know, some flurries of kicks back and forth. Um, and then uh, uh, Pinta at one time had a diving foot stomp. A swerve kicked out. And uh, swerve flipped Pinta into the turnbuckle, chopped him again. Pinta fell to the outside, but his feet were still at the bottom of the rope, which allowed a diving stop from Swerve to the outside, which he's had some ferocious some very fierce diving stomps lately. Uh, Pinta, though, took focus on um, Swerve's arm, and he hit the Made in Japan, uh, but Swerve kicked out. Swerve landed a shot to the back of the head, followed that up by driving Pinta, and then um, seemingly uh, broke the wrist of Pinta, follows it with the stomp and got the win. Post-match, Swerve was going for the mask again of Pinta, but Hangman appeared with a steel chair and started attacking Swerve attacked security with it as well. Uh, 
Paige then launched Swerve off the entranceway and into a table on the floor to hit a version of the dead eye, which for a second, I thought he caught his leg on the table. I thought he hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It it was uh, scary there for a second once uh, they went through that table, but good stuff. Um, Post-match was probably more of my favorite over the actual match. Uh, The match was still good. Don't get me wrong, but I like where they're going with Hangman. We got to see kind of that heelish Hangman again, that angry, he was passionate angry. Hangman that we don't see on a regular basis. So, yeah, as, as Majin said, he says, as I, as I tweeted after this match, I'm going to need both of them titled up. I tweeted swear for World Champ 2024, which I knew Shep would not appreciate. But no, I don't, I don't, I don't like that at all. Um, I like I like the aggression out of Hangman tonight. Yeah, I, it fits well in the storyline. Um, you guys were worried about his leg. I thought when he went through that table, I thought that table came up and was hit Hangman in the mouth or the face. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what wasn't the cleanest by any means? Wasn't the cleanest. No. And going back to the match, I think it was. I I agree with Tanner. It was a very entertaining. Uh, wrestling match. Both those guys are super good. They both have a lot of charisma too. But I, but I'm more of a fan of Penta. Like like that guy takes a lot of L's, man. He, he, does. Does. He, he does. His record tonight. I wish I would remember what it was. He's wrestled a stupid amount of matches in AEW over the last four years. And, and I know uh, a Phoenix is dealing with some visa issues mm-hmm. and. We won't see him for a while or whatever, but I mean, you got to remember Penta held a, a world championship in sure. Pac TNA or whatever. Yep. Um, well, he just won the AAA belt Friday night on Rampage. Okay. He beat yeah. uh, Vikingo and um, Commander on Rampage Friday, which is weird. Overall, the, go ahead, the, Chip. Uh, the uh, graphic tonight because we're going to get a live rampage on Friday night, uh, FTR versus Vikingo and Commander, and Vikingo still had the belt on over in that graphic. Pretty sure that was for the belt Friday night. Maybe it was. I mean, I watched a stupid match, but uh, maybe, maybe I didn't. I didn't catch it Friday night. Um, but yeah, the, Vikingo still had a belt on his shoulder in that graphic tonight. Maybe I should fact check myself. And that was the triple A. Yeah. Uh, well, not Lucha World Championship, but it was the triple A something. I'm looking it up right it now. It wasn't their heavyweight belt, which is the Mega Championship. Which he holds the Mega. Um, While you look that up, Penta's overall record is 91, 55, and 0. They use him a he lot. is he is two and seven in singles action this year. Yeah. I must have been dreaming that because it doesn't it does not show Penta as the title holder, huh? Never mind. I'm an idiot. Well, well. well I, <laughs> I know I know QT's their Latin American champion, but did you guys see he had lost that for a minute the other night to Fuego? But won it back. Oh, Fuego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuego. Next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Next up was we see Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, the Golden Jets, brand new t-shirt on shopaw.com, by the way, they put up tonight. They're bragging about having Paul White by their side to, to Renee Paquette. But the Young Bucks appear. They say, they say they set up in a broom closet because there's no room in the locker room now with Jericho in there. They point out that uh, they started AEW, but Jericho claims it was the four of them to start a company, which I thought that was interesting. Uh, Matt Jackson said, no, he remembers as the three of them, and then Jericho just walled it in and cashed his check. Jericho says Jericho and Omega are two of the greatest, and he thinks they can beat the Young Bucks. This leads to Matt Jackson setting up a match between the Golden Jets and the Young Bucks at full gear. Jericho adds if they win, they get the number one contendership to the AEW World Tag Team Championship shot. Matt Matt adds and says if the Bucks win, the Golden Jets are no more. Kenny says he doesn't want to wrestle the Bucks, but he said he's done it before with Kota Bushi and Hangman and beating the Bucks both times. He, they can do it again. So, wait, how do you guys feel about this um, match go next Saturday? Chef, uh, go ahead. I, I actually like it. Um, we didn't have anything for those two guys, meaning Jericho and, and Omega. I so, figured it would be someone with Cal's family. So, yeah, I, I like it. I think I think it could be some good storytelling down the road. Um, I don't think it ends next Saturday. So even though there's some stipulations of never tagging again, yada yada yada. I like the Bucks as like kind of tweeners. I mean, they're not full heels, but they came off edgy tonight. That's well, the Bucks I like. Tonight they look like whiny bitches. According to Which Kenny. Kenny said, "Yeah, <laughs> yep. yep." So, but um, I don't know. To to me, announcing the match at full gear kind of says there. You know, these guys could most likely win Wednesday night in the street fight. Yeah, I I don't like setting that up that quick. I mean, maybe start planting the seeds this week and then the Bucks go into the locker room after the street fight if they win and say, hey, look, we're tired of him being in here and then lead into what we got tonight. So next week. Yeah, I'll, I'll counter that, don't I? Uh, just to clarify that, next week we have the the uh, Jericho, Omega, Ibushi, Paul White versus Don Callis family in a street fight, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So obviously, well, when you say that, once that's over, we're going to go right into full gear the following Saturday and completely forget about that storyline. That's why I was yeah. kind of surprised by this tonight, yeah. but I don't hate it. I like when the elite have big stories. Um, I'm just wondering – I mean, Jericho usually steps up his game in big matches, though, but I was going to say he's got a lot to live up to because last time we saw the other three in a tag team match, it was arguably AEW's best tag team match ever at Revolution 2020 with Hangman and, and Kenny versus the Bucks. So, mm-hmm. But, no, but yeah, I didn't mind it. And, and I like that Tony this time around has given us matches way in advance. Yeah, it makes it easier for us who have to predict for, you know, a title that I don't even know if still exists anymore or not. Where's it at? 
That's I why know. I asked last week. Don't know where yeah. it's at. It's not with the champ. I don't have it. I, I delivered it to the previous champion like I said I would. I don't know. Might have been a few days after I said I would, but I eventually I delivered it. It's in a moving box somewhere. <laughs> that or it's in Lake Manitoba over that over that way. Up so next. you got to buy the belt this time, Tanner. <laughs> it's looking that way. Up next, we got the ROH World Television Championship match between Samoa Joe and Keith Lee. Give me more Keith Lee on my TV, please. The guy yes. brings it every single time he's on. He's just not on enough, in my opinion. Kind of like Lance Archer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was men, big men slapping meat. And they got some meat chants from the crowd. Uh, back and forth, back and forth. But both men were showing off some athleticism as well. Uh, in the end, we got uh, Keith Lee was brought down to the mat due to Koina Clutch. And despite his efforts to try to f- get out of the submission, he got choked out. So submission number three of the night. So Samoa Joe retains his ROH TV championship. After the victory, though, Joe says he is the greatest ROH TV champion of all time. However, he didn't come here just to be that. Hunger defines the greats, and he is hungry. As of tonight, he vacates the title because the next goal that will be on his shoulder is the AEW World Championship, whether MGF likes it or not. Thoughts on the match, but more in particular, the post-match. Match was okay. Um, wasn't great. I thought I thought these guys could do better. Yeah. After the match, this this sets up a long term, or yeah, this sets up a long term uh, way to put a belt on Mark Briscoe. And I know he he showed up at the end of the match. We'll talk about it. end of the show. We'll talk about that later. But that this was the reason to get the belt off of Joe to not make him look bad because eventually he's going to feud with MJF and hopefully MJF goes over and it doesn't devalue Samoa Joe. Which I understand your point, but what I didn't like about it is I think in my opinion with Joe vacating the title, it makes ROH look that much more like the minor leagues. Yes. Makes their title. Because you just have you you just have this great match between these two heavy hitters. Joe comes out on top and then says, Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I don't want to sing anymore. Yeah, this gold's fun, but it's not it's not what I want. At that point, you should have just had Keith Lee win it, and then Joe say, You know what? I could have put up more of a fight. I could have won that match, but I didn't want to because here's why. Yeah, because Shep, I understand yeah, I definitely get your uh, your take of not wanting to devalue Joe or make him look weak at all. But same time, you have a chance to elevate somebody a little bit like Keith Lee who might need that rub or Shane Taylor who might need that rub. Um, I know one ROH talent who just had a simple tweet of the belt tonight with these was Ethan page. Yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like they're trying to build the ROH brand and it kind of made it look more minor league than. It's It's really hard to build a brand. Um, hold on. Let's 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 back up. You're 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 having you have two brands together. You have AEW and ROH, and you're trying to mesh them together, make them look good, 
but only one of them has a TV deal right now. Right. Um, you're trying to make every belt look good, every superstar look good, and not bury anybody. It, it's, it's a really hard thing to do. It's a really fine line. So it makes Samoa Joe still look good, makes ROH look a little, uh, he just dropped my belt on live television. Um, so there, there, there's a fine line there. I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. We look back a few weeks ago, you know, and for the ROH title holders, you had Kingston, Athena, the Bucks and Hangman, um, Cole and MJF, Samoa Joe, and all of a sudden, Joe's out of the equation, Humbucks are out of the equation. It makes you think, is MJF and uh, Adam Cole, next one's out of the equation. No. The only reason I say no is because if if they were out of the equation, it will devalue MJF. And right now the rocket is up his, you know what, just going. He's past Pluto and the moon and Saturn and all that shit. <laughs> if he's past Pluto, he's definitely past all that shit. Yeah. I know Pluto's the last one, right? I, yes. I remember a little bit of science class. It's not even a planet anymore, though, right? Yes, it is. Well, it's okay. a star. Star. Yeah. It's back. a dwarf planet. It's still a planet. I don't care what people say. Dwarf. Is that is that the is that the correct term nowadays, Paul? Dwarf. Yes, that dwarf. is what NASA has classified Pluto as a dwarf planet. Oh dwarf. Maja so brings up a- I mean, I didn't know what do they call Hornswoggle. <laughs> Little person. Is he a horny dwarf planet? <laughs> Uh, yes. Majin reads up a really good point. Remember when they promised us going forward there'd be less ROH slash AW crossover? I'm still waiting for that day. Mm. I think we're going to start getting there slowly. I, I think TK is kind of waiting to do that, though, until he can solidify more for ROH so everybody doesn't have to go to YouTube to watch it. And I think eventually when, if when Not whatever YouTube, ROH, our yeah, Honor Club, whatever it is now, I don't know. YouTube goes off every freaking Thursday night with ROH stuff, so I never know <laughs> what's going on. Uh, but uh, I think when Tony can get it on somewhere like Max or something like that, we'll definitely put an end to that crossover because then everybody can go watch it for $9.99 a month or $10.99 or $15.99 or whatever it is. Well, speaking of ROH, uh, the two guys who are going to challenge MJF at full gear for the ROH tag team titles, the Guns, they were in a quick squash match with the Bollywood Boys. As Bollywood probably, Boys. Probably remembers them from their WWE days with Jinder Mahal and remembers Randy Orton just absolutely throwing one 15 feet in the air um, and landing on, on his back on the announcer's table and Randy's hilarious reaction afterwards. That's probably what they're best known for. Um, so they, they squash the Bollywood boys after the match. They go on the microphone. They say MJF's a liar. He isn't a generational talent. He's been telling sob stories, but unlike him, they've never been told no as, as they're made for television. They're about to be ROH tag team champions because they are generation talent. They point out MJF's only friends are the people on the other side of the guardrail, and he hopes MJF picks one of the, the fat pieces of shit to be his partner. That came from Austin Gunn. 
which got censored on TV, which was weird. They censored a few things tonight. Yeah, stuff that they normally let fly got censored. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's about. But We then see John Moxley backstage. He's showing, because uh, earlier we heard from Orange Cassidy and Hook was just standing there. I forgot, I kind of passed over that. Um, talking about their their upcoming match, full gear for the international championship. Moxley's shown, he says, people have called him and told him to let up an orange Cassidy, let him off the hook. But he knew that Cassidy knew what he was doing. It's not about the belt. It's about the laws of the jungle. What example would it be if he settled and didn't beat the ever-living piss out of Cassidy? What what example does that set for little little young Wheeler as he pats Wheeler on the head? He says, the minute they, the minute they land at LAX, it is on game warfare. And Yuta then gives a threat out there, the hook. Mox said uh, if he makes it to next Sunday. <laughs> I think he's yes. still adjusting to pay-per-views aren't on Sundays all the right. time. Right. So you know, They have a match this collision and rampage, right? Where it's... It's it's orange and hook versus Yuta and Mox. That's that's next week on Dynamite. Next week on Dynamite. Okay. Yep. 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 So, yep. which they were really weird with that stuff tonight. Like they never, we never got the like break right before the main event to show everything. They kind of just announced things during the main event. It was hard to keep up with what was going on when. Um, I guess that's why we follow AEW on Twitter. I guess, but you know, during this promo the whole time, I'm thinking Hook would be a great member of the Blackpool Combat Club. I was sitting there thinking the same thing. And then when Mox said something about, you know, take notes if your fingers still work, I was like, all right, I could see him jumping ship and joining BCC. He'd fit in perfectly. Yeah, yeah, turn on turn on orange. You'd be a true, what they call shooter, right? Mm-hmm. His style is a true shoot style professional wrestling, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Majin, am I the only one that is just over Mox? I don't know. He's never hit for me. I still like Mox. I I was I was a huge Dean Ambrose fan and did not like Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins back in the day. So Mox has got a little bit of a little bit of peace in my heart. Yeah, yeah. I'll oh, never forget. Like I still like Mox. Um, goes back again. I. Never liked the shield, but I always liked Ambrose because he set it apart. He was different than the other two. The other two always remind me of professional wrestlers. Ambrose kind of reminded me of what we see now with Moxley, and I always liked that. And that's why I was excited when he came over. I always liked two of the three members of Shield. The one when they were Shield, I never liked was Rollins. I just never never cared for him. Coming soon, KOP Crocs. No, in honor of Rollins. <laughs> I quit. We'll 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 get the big old freaking Croc boots that Rollins wears and, and just slap KOP on it, and then send him a pair. And I bet he'll wear them. Now, if, if he wears them on national television, I'm okay with it. But yeah, yeah no exactly. Good. I quit. No good. Up next, we got the lone woman's match of the night. Julia Hart versus Red Velvet. Crowd pop for Julia coming out. Nice to see Red Velvet back on TV. Hadn't seen her in a while. Yes. Nine um, months. So yeah. Um, so back and forth. In the end, uh, Julia got the win. Um, she had a super kick and then a stomp. Um, and then she connected with a moonsault. 
But post-match is where it really got interesting, I thought. Julia continued to attack Red Velvet until Sky Blue made her way to the ring. They stare each other down until Chris Statlander and Will Nightingale made their way to the ring, and Julia walked away. So, still something something there. I, I don't know. We didn't get the blue makeup under Julia like Shep was predicting this week. but Because we were laughing last week, Paul, that all of a sudden when you get missed, it all of a sudden you have a power that you can miss yourself, I guess. Uh, yeah, you know. Only when you're Julia Hart and yeah. Sky Blue. Yeah. That, that'll that be a good zero-hour match. Uh, yeah. Coming up for full gear, so. Yeah. Yeah. But what I did notice is I'm not sure if uh, at the very end there Sky was kind of given the I'm watching you look towards uh, Statlander or Hart, but either one of those could be good matches. Yeah, we, I would think we got to have a TBS championship match on on full gear, right? You Even think? if it was zero hour. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then we see RJ City, and he's shown with the newest addition to the AEW Women's Division, Mariah May. Uh, she's wrestled all over the world and is excited to be in the AEW Women's Division, and she's a big fan of, of RJ's work with Tony Storm, and she is the reason why she's here, as she's a big fan of Tony Storm. This immediately took me back to uh, Trish Stratus, Mickey James. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know, I didn't Mickey think about said, that, but I can see the similarities. Mickey said she followed Trish all over the place. We saw that tonight. I hope it doesn't go in that storyline. Um, but again, that was a fun storyline. So I'd be okay if we got a little bit of that. And Mariah May, I mean, she's been rumored to come over for weeks now, so I don't think it was a surprise. Um, but it's another one of those signings. Uh, if you don't follow AW or just wrestling real closely, you're probably not familiar with her. But I think I was telling Paul this, Jeff, before we started recording. I think AEW is kind of starting tonight going back to their roots a little bit. Starting to go mm -hmm. back and just trying to hit their main fan base, their main customer base, and – I, th I think they caught a lot of flack last week with Paul White, Ric Flair, some of the other old timers. I think they're trying to go a little younger and and back to their base of, well, we're just gonna, you know, uh, pander to the the hardcores pretty much. And, and mm -hmm. she came from Stardom over in Japan, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. All right. So fresh young talent. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You can introduce her more in a week or two. Give her more of a story or your story or a backstory. Let everybody kind of understand. Maybe um, have her come out uh, at full gear and cost Storm the match or something. Majin, I don't know if you can see this, so I'm putting this on the screen, but Wildcat Productions asking you what's up. So there you go. Um, then we get the main event tonight, Jay White versus Mark Briscoe. I was kind of surprised at the start of the show that this was the main event. I honestly thought it would be MGF and Garcia. So I was, I was kind of kind of confused why they – Once mind, you get up. to the end of the match, it makes sense. Correct, correct. But good to see Mark Briscoe back on television. I mean, we saw him yeah. on the page, but good to see him back. Speedy recovery, really, for the most part. I thought he was out until 2024. So mm -hmm. nice to see him back. Um Got a big pop from the crowd. He got got the crowd going to start the match. Um, 
a lot of back and forth. I mean, Mark really hung in there. I mean, I think we all knew that Jay White wasn't going to lose his title shot of full gear. Right. Um, so then the match, Briscoe's hitting him with a few strikes, but ultimately he ate a sleeper suplex before getting spiked by White, who then hit the Blade Runner for the one, two, three. After the match, MJF's music hits. All Bullet Club Gold looks to the entranceway. Uh, but MJF's behind him. He takes out Juice and the guns with the diamond ring. And he, he and Jay are facing off. Jay looks like he's going to hit him with the belt. But MJF runs at him with the ring and Jay gets out of the ring. MJF gets on the mic, says he hopes White has had fun playing dress-up because playtime is almost over as he has to get in the ring with a generational talent and the real world champion. He promised himself he'd go down as the greatest AW world champion and White will have to kill him to beat him. He's not fighting for himself anymore. He's fighting for those who have been on this journey with him. He's fighting for Adam Cole as he's their scumbag. As he points to the crowd, he questions if White will be the first man to pull the trigger at full gear year before i get to the last part of the show what do you guys think of the match and the after the post promo there um the match i don't know i was not sure what to expect with these two and mark coming off of an injury um it could have been a little better it was good don't get me wrong could have been better of course i think you can say that about any wrestling match but uh, I enjoyed it for the most part. I thought it was a, one of the best Mark Briscoe matches we've seen since he's been on AEW television. Um, kind of knew he wasn't going to go over Jay White, but I thought he really held his own, made him look strong. Um, I thought it was a really good main event. So, I like the backstory they told and showed old footage of he against mm-hmm. Jay White and ROH. And, you know, hey, yeah. we've been fighting all over the world tag team, and now we're finally going one-on-one. I like that because it gives a, gives a little story behind it. Yeah. Majin said, tough, tough critics here. Uh, no, it was it was fine. It was it wasn't my favorite match tonight, but it was it was fine. We've seen a lot worse, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but we have. Then after it, MJF's, yeah, yeah, every time, Paul, come on, I'm trying to put that. On my <laughs> um, then Marco after stunt. MJ, oh, shut up, Paul. Uh, after, <laughs> after after the promo, the lights go out. The backstage, we see a group of masked men attacking the acclaimed. As one of them throws Bowens through a glass wall. Uh, the clip that's, thing cuts that's some shitty glass, by the way. That was some shitty glass. <laughs> it's sugar glass. No, shitty glass. <laughs> sugar glass. Okay. Sure. There wasn't real glass. Sure. Uh, me a river. Then, then the clip cuts out and the devil's showing us MGF sprints to the back to check on them. Then Samoa Joe appears and says MGF's running out of friends. Friends, <laughs> I like the end of the show. Another clip. Yes, yes. Um, and and Tanner, you took to social media on behalf of KOP, asking who everybody thought the devil was. Um, yes, I've heard. Yeah, you go ahead and do that because one of those I've heard this one a couple different times, but for me, it's hard to believe it. Well, Majin said himself, so 
There we yeah, go. Yeah. Um, a couple people said Adam Cole. Uh, <laughs> one person said CM Punk. Why I'm laughing is this other person said real glass was used, so it can't be Pepsi McMuffins. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, somebody said DMD. Somebody said Card Blade. Somebody said Sammy Callahan. That's interesting. And yeah. uh, our own Paul said Jack Perry. Yeah. Now, I, I've heard other people say uh, that it was DMD. It was Britt Baker. Um, I get it because, you know, Adam's injured again. It's Max's fault. Yada, yada, yada. But I still like the Jack Perry deal. And I really, really think it's Perry after the the glass reference again tonight. And if it's not Perry, they're setting us up to really think that it is. Any guesses, Shep? I mean, I'm kind of with Paul on this one, but. We can't agree, so he's got to pick somebody else. Yeah, I, I, it pains me to agree with Paul a little bit, but the way they, the way they have done this, they have they've done it perfectly. Okay, mm-hmm. they got everybody thinking it could be one, two, three, six different people behind mm-hmm. that, match, which I love. Um, little little storytelling, mm-hmm. and going up until two weeks ago. The Devil has debuted, what, five weeks ago? But we went like two weeks. We, we didn't even see the masked Devil. Mm-hmm. The okay. two weeks Adam Cole wasn't on TV either. Or right. was at Roddy's house. So they're they're really playing it really good. Like I like, I kind of like it. So um, I still think the Devil be in JF. I really do. And he's going to turn around and say, I got you. But, Interesting. Yeah. I think it's Adam Cole, although I think that's what they want us to believe. Well, you're saying that because he legit has an injury and they're going to try to keep him relevant through the injury rehab, right? Or it's just a big work, his injury. I know we still have never seen the actual photo, though. I mean, come on. It's it's HIPAA laws, right? You can't talk about that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That is true. And Britt's a doctor. She's not going to make up fake photos for him. What are you thinking? No, but she's a doctor. She could like she could write a script for some Viking and stuff like that, which you know. Oh, oh, we're talking about something else. (laughs) Yes. Maja said it would have been too obvious yeah. if after Bones went through the glass. You just heard, you you just heard. See, that's real glass. Crimea River. Hmm. Could it be? And I think this would. I think this would fall a little flat. But could it be David Finley? If it no. was just straight attacking the Bullet Club, right? I could I could get behind that, but. With the like commentary yeah. said, it seems like everybody who gets close to MJF gets attacked by this group of people. Yep. Nick Nemeth. 
if that's the yeah. case, they're not going to have him reveal himself till December because that's when he'd be signed. Right. So it's his brother Ryan right now. His brother Ryan's an idiot, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I would think he would be. He's got he's got a couple one or two three four big shows left in him, and he he's a draw. So Nick Nemeth would be an just outside chance. It's fun to think about. All I right. like that. I do you guys think we find out who it is next Saturday at full gear? Do you think they play no. it on a little longer? No. No, they keep it going. But they'll I, end the show. The only storyline they got going on right now. They'll they'll end the show full gear with something devil related, I'm sure. Absolutely. Attacking Joe. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Joe's Interesting. the next on the list. I bet you. Interesting. You just made the list. <laughs> Damn it, pal. We know it's not him because the guy doesn't have a king with him. So. That's good shit. That's good shit, Uncle Tanner. <laughs> oh, I got a rabbit hole we could go down. I'm just saying. Well, I let's get to Let's get uh, rating and, and, and wrestler tonight first. Or wrestler night and rating first. All right. Go for it. Who's going for it? Oh, oh ahead, me? Paul. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess I missed last week. So uh, I'm going to go a little higher than I have been here lately. And I'm going to go 7-9. I thoroughly enjoyed tonight's show. Um, there were a couple segments that I caught myself looking at my phone more than watching the TV. But... Uh, it's going to happen no matter what. Even some of the best shows that I could have rated in the eights or nines, I caught myself looking at my phone. But uh, yeah, definitely a solid seven nine tonight. I was really, really close to you, a little lower. Um, I was in the sevens, though. I'm going seven three. Fair. Okay. Uh, Majin said he's going 7-5. And MJF is his wrestler of the night. And I'll be the high man tonight. I'm going 8-1. 8-1. Really enjoyed it compared to last week's. I go first and I still end up in the middle. Damn it. <laughs> At least you weren't low man. Hey, I was low man for the uh, for the quiz tonight, the NWA quiz. So. Yes. Yes. That would be high man somewhere. Wrestler of the night. Go ahead, uh, in a losing effort, I'm going to go Mark Briscoe because it was nice to see him back on TV tonight. That's why you should have gone first, Shep. Well, I was giving you the benefit of the doubt, you little chad. <laughs> yeah, I've been called worse, so. Yeah. Uh, my wrestling night, MJF. That's a good, solid pick. <laughs> but, yeah. I thought I thought Mark looked really good tonight, which I wanted to go with him, but obviously Paul wouldn't think. But uh, I thought Mark coming off an of injury uh, was really really good, super entertaining. Yep. Um, but if I can't pick him, MJF is right behind him with with what he did all night long. Both good choices. Um, I'm gonna go with Swerve. Good win for him over Pinta, and then he gets slammed through the table by Hangman, adding another layer to their feud. Um, 
thought about going with the Outrunners, but I'll save them. That crossed my mind too. You know, I watched it. It was I watched the match, and it was it was a great classic squash match. But yes, it was. Man, it was a hard time to pick. It would, it'd be hard to pick them. Yeah, I mean, Sneak's going to go undefeated in his AW career, isn't he? I mean, it's a really good shot. <laughs> yeah. 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 A, a good shot at that happening. But no, fun dynamite tonight, I thought. I thought it was good. Um, I don't think it'll get as many complaints as last week's show did. So. And don't hold your breath. Yeah. The, inter- the internet adults are awful people. Well, and we didn't even talk. I guess that that was new since last week's podcast that Ric Flair signed a multi-year deal with AEW. Next. Wait. Well, hold on. Hold on, Paul. Calm down. Why don't you like it? I do like it. Don't get me wrong, but man, it is time for the guy to retire. Oh, yeah. That that's that I, I I mean right off into the sunset. I know he needs money. It's gonna promote his energy drink, which in case you don't know, it's called Woo, woo Energy. Because Flair's out of ideas, so he just goes to woo for everything. Um no, I I I love the guy. Fantastic. He's on my Mount Rushmore. He's never coming off of my Mount Rushmore. Retire. Just go home. I don't like it either. I do not want to see him wrestle. That's my fear. If he doesn't get in the ring, I mean, for God's sake, they gave a pay-per-view last year called Ric Flair's last match. The guy passed out in the match. What Twice. I I don't want to see him wrestle. I don't like possibly dying. I don't want to see somebody possibly dying with the wrestling. Um, and remember when when he came out for the gift, they didn't even show him getting into the ring. Because he took they panned away from to it. To the ring. Well, yeah, but they panned away from him getting in and out of the ring because he was struggling so much. My my biggest thing is, I guess, I think it's a bad look for Tony Khan because Tony's ripped Vince, you know on Twitter for allegations and stuff, and then hires a guy who has some allegations himself. So it's just not a great mm-hmm. look, but they're trying to get that money from action figures, video game, merch sales, things like that. So from yeah. a marketing standpoint, I get it, but not fans of action, action figures and merch. I mean, yep. gotta be hand, hands off for those guys, like do whatever they can, do whatever they can to just like push that stuff. Cause that's where the yep. money's coming from. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, if Flair works with Andrade, becomes his mouthpiece, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I, I don't want to see him take any bumps. Keep him ringside if he's you're going to do it. Hey, he's cleared bump. His doctor said he could take a bump. So am I. But am I going to get in the ring and do it? No. <laughs> well, Captain unless you're going to pay me good money to do it. Well, Cat's production said Flair needs to retire. I've seen him wrestle against Hogan when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to watch that, but. 
And I hope you're right, Wildcat. I hope Flair's not wrestling anytime soon. As Majin said, he won't. Don't need as many things, but he's not an idiot. Again, the guy can barely walk as is. They won't have him wrestle. He'll probably be a manager, and that's it. I hope I you guys hope are right. So. I hope you guys are right. I don't need to see him I wrestle hope ever so. again. It just scares me because Flair went out and said he wants one more match, and then Tony Khan signs him to a multi-year deal. It's just going to be Flair in his ear going, hey, you know, just just give me one more shot. Just come well, on, one more. I can do this one more time. Is energy company. That's... Woo! Yeah, so... Yeah, so. Energy. Yeah, so... Yeah, Ric Flair's all elite, but I did not have that on my 2023 bingo card. 2023 has been a crazy year in pro wrestling, and 2024 is going to be probably the busiest year as far as free agents going back and forth that we've seen in quite a, quite a while. So Yeah. Getting more of 24. Yep. yep. So any final thoughts you guys want to talk about tonight before we hang this one up? Um. Shout out to Undertaker from going from the scariest man in professional wrestling to being the caregiver. So there's <laughs> that. No, I I don't have anything. I thought it was a pretty good show. Um, I thought the crowd was really good tonight. Yeah, Portland. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe a better crowd than we normally have seen. Um, a lot more people standing to the point that even commentary. Yeah. mentioned the fact that they were standing so yeah so going to a market they don't go to very often exactly what happens when you do that mm-hmm. so. good, good for them thought it was a you yep. know overall great show so yep yep going in the right direction next saturday's cards looking really good so yeah we'll be making predictions for that next week we will it feels like forever i don't know why wrestle dream was just last month but it feels like it was forever ago yeah for some reason I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure Paul's not going to win, so. Yeah, probably not. Uh, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> He's just you know why, though? Yeah, yeah. You know why? Because I'll, I'll show because, you. Because Tanner and I are scumbags, and you're not. That's He's going something here. That was a compliment and a slap in the face at the same time. Like the shirt says, I'm just here to be wrong. <laughs> Paul 318 by way, says by the way we've got new merchandise on the kicking out podcast I don't know if these guys have talked about it you can get a Shep 317 shirt or hoodie that says make it a double uh, a Paul 318 shirt or hoodie that says which is true I'm just here to be wrong uh, you can be part of kicking out podcast property of KOP you can even uh, take it a little old school with the kicking out podcast shirt there Done up like the Raw is War logo. Shep, this is what you need to buy. It's not very big, but you can have a nice little drink in a KOP glass during the show. I mean, I do like to drink. Yeah. It's all available at kickingoutshop.com. It's your place to go for great merchandise, supporting a great podcast, and looking fantastic doing so. I got one more thing I want to say. One more thing. Because Majin said, so what do you guys want to talk about? We do get to see Cody Rhodes at Survivor Series in a War Games match, a match his father created. Pretty damn cool. Hunter and, Dust. And he's minus one. We got we got a little surprise factor in the end. Unless they go NXT style four on four. but 
I thought they said it was five on five. Did they say five on five? I didn't. I think I read or well, I didn't either, but I think I read somewhere that it will be a traditional five on five. See, Shep, I got a theory that Paul says he doesn't watch, but I think he's actually a WWE drone, e drone as they call him. Oh, am I? It's just nice and does our podcast with us for fun. Look, my son likes the product. I could care less. I looked, okay, this is how bad it is. This is why I do not watch this product, okay? I looked at the Crown Jewel card. I wrote all the names, all the matches down. I went through and circled who I thought was going to win. I handed it to my son, and I said, now, let's see what happens. I got a perfect card. Yeah, Crown Jewel is pretty easy because you know there's going to be no title changes. Except there, there was. was, though. Well, yeah, you had Logan Paul. <laughs> but that was so everybody saw that coming. So. And hey, uh, big shout out to Logan Paul for catching Ray in that match. Yeah. I didn't catch it right away, but because uh, I, I kind of skipped through that match and did other stuff while that match was on because I don't really care for Logan Paul. But. Uh, yeah, thanks, Majin. Mm-hmm. All right, remember, I'm the only DBZ fan here who got what your name meant, so remember that, Majin. <laughs> um, but uh, Ray didn't get enough power or something coming off the rope. Logan realized it, dove in, and caught him, and then turned it into a counter. Which... He was inches away from spiking his head, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of scary there for a second. Uh, so shout out to everybody who yep. caught that because I did not catch that. I saw yep. it on Twitter after the fact. Yep. But yeah, I didn't want to cover too much. I just want to give Pharaoh a shout out because I think it's cool that he, I mean, he should have been in blood and guts in 2020. We know how that ended. So he finally gets to be in the actual matches that created. So pretty cool. Yes. Back in 87. So pretty cool. Yep. And I hope we, with Cody being in it, I hope we get some kind of uh, reference to Dusty. There's got to be. That show starts. There's got to be. There's got to be. So, all right, Paul, take us home. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's Kicking Out podcast. Uh, as I showed earlier, you can go to kickingoutshop.com get some great merchandise, support a great podcast, and look fantastic doing so. Be sure to follow the Kicking Out podcast on all social media at uh, Kicking Out Pod. <laughs> Be sure to follow Austin Shepard at the Chef 27 Follow Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee 92 Follow myself at Paul Zartman921. And if you listen to the Kicking Out podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star review because we are five-star KOP. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>